You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the point Amy 76, bringing us into episode number 149 of Straight to the Point My name is Chris, here are my guy Jay up what up what up what up and this episode dedicated strictly to free agency trades nba because who's i'm not talking about the jets i don't care about the jets when i'm talking about the football i really don't care about football right now so jared the floor is yours talk to us about free agency what moves you know what moves are being made what moves are not being made who's getting traded who's not getting traded and just kind of recap what's going on so do you want to talk about the moves that have actually happened, the moves we want to happen, or the moves that we know aren't happening anytime soon? Let's, you start, want to start, with? let's start with the moves that have happened. All right. So most prominent, prominent, well, prominent, most prominent news that have happened, Kyrie Irving will now be returning as a Dallas Maverick on a nice deal. I, I believe he signed for $137 million? $137 no, million more reasons. I think it was 126 126 is what Kyrie got. Whatever. Whatever. However many million more reasons to believe that the earth is flat and that him and Luca won't do anything together. No, no. I like, I like that signing. One, it was, nah. It was it relatively a, a cheaper deal if, in comparison to the next player I'm going to announce in a minute. But the Mavs got a good player in Kyrie. I like the draft they got. They bolstered their centers with Rashawn Holmes and Derek Lively in the draft. So potentially you got a solid core going in. Or you just they really just need to get a wing player, right? Like they got to figure out what they want to do and get a wing. Because Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't think is the answer, right? I don't and Reggie Books, we we know he's not the answer. So if they get a solid wing, which is why me and you both were clamoring that they should have went and hurt and got OG, whatever means necessary. I still think that should have been the case, but Bringing back Kyrie was the right move. The he problem, said he wanted to find a house, a home, so he found himself the, a home. The problem with bringing in OG if you're Dallas is that OG wants the offense to run through him allegedly, and he wants ball. No, 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 he just wants no, more no, ball no, handling no, no, responsibilities. No, no, no. Yeah, but you're not taking the ball out of Luca hands or Kyrie's hands for OG. Yeah, that's fair. It's not happening. Yeah, now that he now he's come out and said that, yeah, it wouldn't have worked in Dallas anymore. But the before the prospect of getting him that three and D shooting, the fact that he was a, a young up and comer that was developing his skills would have paired perfectly with Luca, who just like likes having those type of guys around him. But I don't want to sh- like turn him into a Dorian Finney Smith. Like you, you kind of need him to progress more as an NBA player than that. So the next higher the the two highest contracts I believe I saw maybe I'm wrong besides the extensions right Lamelo got his extension Tyrese Halliburton got his extension two hundred in 220. Bain got an extension for 205, which I thought, I didn't actually think that was going to happen, right? I didn't think Desmond Bain was going to garnish that much money. But when, when we talk about Desmond Bain, is he number two? Well, he's getting paid like a number two because he just got a five-year, $207 million max extension, right? This is a guy that thinks good. He had 21, 5, and 4 split last season. He was a very good defensive player. I don't think they hit him with the all NBA, you know, like if he made All NBA, he gets a higher percentage of his contract, or whatever. And they didn't give him that because I, I doubt he's All NBA player. But that was a huge bag he just got. Like I, when you talk about Lamelo Ball, you talk about Terry Halliburton, you talk about 
DeMontis Sabonis, like those guys that got the contract extensions, I was not throwing Desmond Bay name out there. Yet they gave him that money. They also brought D Rose in the free agency. They lost Dylan Brooks, who went to the Rockets for a four-year 80. Mm-hmm. Rockets, Fred just throwing, Van Vliet. Rockets just throwing away money. Fred Van Vliet went to the Rockets for a three-year 130. Again, player option in the second year. But $40 million is what I believe Fred Van Vliet will be getting. He's getting paid more than Kyrie Irving. He's getting paid more than a lot of players. But he will be receiving from the Rockets $40 million a year. Van Vliet, honestly, is like the new – you know, that lucky guy who, who went to a right situation in Houston where they have to spend money because of the new CBA. They have to spend money. He hit free agency at the right time. He's getting paid $43.3 million next year. Yes. 43. Okay, I want you to understand this. $43.3 million in one year. Some guys don't make $43 million in their lifetimes. This man is going to make this next year by playing bottom tier basketball with the Rockets. Uh honestly, with the the way they reloaded this roster, they need to make the play in. Like if they play bottom tier basketball, it's it's gonna look very bad. Cause you think about Jared, Jared, what team are they better than in the in the West? Right now? What, right now. You can argue they're better. they're you can argue they not not I wanna say better, but they they can now compete with the Thunder for a team that's to be a sneaky. What? Team. What? Why wouldn't they? All they did was add Van Vliet and Brooks. It wasn't like they – they still got chuckers on that team. Jalen Green – see, again, Jalen Green's a good player. Chucker. He's Alfred a chucker. Alfred Sangoon's good. I like good. Him Not great. Well, we don't know how Chet's going to be, so we don't know if Chet's going to be great or good yet. Like, we yeah, don't know. Yeah, but OKC was – OKC without Chet last year, we saw how they were. A team Houston, that was bottom tier team. Jared, Houston stunk. Houston stunk. Right, because they had no talent. Now they brought and then they got Van Vliet. They got they overpaid for Van Vliet. Let's be honest. They overpaid for Van Vliet. Yeah. And they bring in Dylan Brooks, who shot what last year, Jared, from the three? What? I believe like 32%. And shot what from the field? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't it don't, it don't, it, it's not great. It's not great. So no matter what amount of defense that Dylan Brooks provides, he shot 39% from the field, 32 from three. I was right on the three, bro. I was okay, right. On the three. right. So, a, a below 40% shooter from the field, below 35 from the three, a, a decent defender, but, I mean... I'll say he's, I'll say he's better than decent. He's a, Okay, he's a good defender. Right. But that team isn't going to be good. That team it, is, it, has, it has a shot to be a good team. Again, that team is not doing anything, Jared. Bottom of the West, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, you don't, bottom I don't know, bottom what, of any, the any West. Of the Bottom of the West. We didn't think the Pelicans would be such trash, and yet look at them. Injury, okay, injuries and whatever Zion was doing clearly hindered that team. So right? I'm gonna look at this team. I'm just like you got. But you look at Houston. Houston stunk last year, Jared, with a trash coach, trash and a trash roster. Plays. And now they got a better roster and a vastly Jared, better coach. What? Okay, fine. He, he I'll made give it, you a, give you a vastly, up I'll give you a vastly right? better coach. They're but Emay's not going to turn his team into a, a play-in contender in a year. I think that's the, only, that's, that's the only goal they have is to be a play-in contender, right? Like, that's why this Emay probably signed up on board. Jared, this is not happening. I don't see right, why they can't you know make a play-in okay, team. I'll put it on record right here, right here on record. Jared, I will I will cash app you 100 American dollars if the <laughs> Rockets make the play-in 
or, or they finish playing or higher. Playing play or higher. I mean, that, that's fine. Playing or I, higher. I, I, so 10 or two, higher. My two playing teams, that like a sleeper playing teams, the Pacers and Rockets. Those are my two sleeper players. If the if the Rockets finish ten or higher, I will cash up you a hundred American dollars. <laughs> and the Rockets that much. That's 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 how the, that's how much you pay to the downfall of the Rockets. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's not even playing. It's like I don't see a path where they're the tenth best team in the West. I, every I other team, every other team ahead of them, is still ahead of them. They haven't jumped anybody. Are they, they, better, they are they better than Oklahoma City? They can't be. Are That's they? they? Are they? Be. Are they? Present constructed? No. Yeah. No. Besides, like again, Shay and Josh locked in. After that, I'm I'm still iffy on the rest of that roster, right? Like I I like Goodert. I like the Williams rookie now sophomore, but how much of that is now say he might Jared, not get the slump? Jared, the Houston Rockets last year. Played 82 games. How many games did they win last year, Jared? Oh, we said the same thing about the six and we got the B. No, 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 winning franchise. Stop it. Stop it. How many games did did Houston win last year? I think like 12, 15. Did M did MB join the Rockets? Dude, when he joined the Sixers, we were an eleven win team. Did MB? <laughs> what are we talking about? Did the Rockets add? Within a the year, add somebody that team that, got better. Okay, that, that that team had MB on the second year and had Simmons and okay, had other second people. Second year, Eric second year MB and Simmons. He had a season. Whatever. And they played in a in a very weaker conference, by the way. Oh yes, yes, that's the that's the only thing you can give me is they played very, in a weaker conference. Very we've weak seen conference. worse happen. Like we've Houston, seen worse happen. Houston at most is is a is a thirty win team next year at the most, which could be what they're aiming for because they haven't seen thirty. Thirty and fifty two is not going to make the play in. Not in the West. No, not in the West. But again, that could be what they're aiming for. I, I'm saying if you're email email only reason he went to Rock is to play competitive. I, I think that's the only thing he's. That's really not the for. only reason. He probably thought Harden was coming, just no, like everybody I mean, else probably thought Harden was coming. No, because I can't the say thing, that because nobody Jared, wanted the Harden, Harden there but the front office. Jared, the Harden Jalen Green came out and said, Harden, I don't want Harden. Shut up with Jalen Green. Jalen Green stinks. The Harden thing was percolating in Christmas. Jalen Green's better than half our roster. So, like, what are we talking about? Listen, like, listen. Jalen Green, chucker. Professional chucker. Yeah, dude, again, under email, you're hoping that this guy develops into a better player than just, yeah, he gives you 20. He'll average you 20, but he just is not nowhere. It doesn't translate anywhere else. Again, this is what the G League guys are showing you is, like, Julie, Amon Thompson might be a very, very good draft pick. You just don't know because OT-wise, he has to now play NBA comp, not right. these little semi-pro guys. The Rockets' goal, if your email is to now this is that this is why I said their goal is playing. I'm not saying, oh yeah, they'll make the plan first year. I'm just saying that's the goal. I think email came in to say, okay, first step, playing, build the roster out the way we needed to help provide for Jalen Green and the rest of the supporting cast. Now they've done that in the free agency. Yes, they vastly overpaid for guys, but. In hindsight, where else is the money going to go, right? Now, if they got Brooke Lopez, I, w- I think this team would, I would have a very more confident stance to say, okay, this team can maybe do something because Brooke Lopez is playing like a defensive player of the year for the past three seasons, crazy enough as is. But Albert is a, is a good player. I like what they have when it comes to the young town plus the vets. So they have, again, basketball, anything can happen. They're playing for Sutton now. They're not just playing a tank anymore. That's what I, that's hey, my whole point of this. They're not playing Jared, a tank anymore. Jared, we spent way too much time on a team that stunk last year. Let's move on. Let's move oh, on. Sixers? Uh, another team that stunk last year. Let's move on. 
So then, no, but somebody I, else. We're talking about the biggest overpay, though. I, again, I ain't calling players overpay because you deserve it. They get the bag. But a team that has the biggest question mark, Portland Trailblazers, they've now paid a handsome amount of money. I'm talking astronomical money, Chris. To Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant got a bag. I believe it was around 180. One, it, it, it was a vast amount of money. When you just think about in hindsight that literally within a, a day of him signing his contract extension, of a, I think it was $160 million, Damian Lillard just asked out. Only team he wants to go to is Miami. You don't know how that's going to play out, right? I think, yeah, Miami's involved, and he wants to go there the most. They just don't have the biggest offer, like the best grab for him. So let's, let's, let's examine that, right? So Portland told Dame, you know, we'll try to accommodate your trade request, but the report is now that they are not beholden to any team. They're going to try to get the best Yeah, offer. they're going to get the best offer. Because at the end of the day, you can't get the same guys that you already have. Like the Tyler Hero deal would have been good a year ago. Now they got scooped. So let me sense. let me ask you this question. What team has the best trade package for Dane? Because A, it has to be a contender. I see, see, again, if it's, if it's not a contender, honestly, the Spurs got the best package. It has to be a contender, though. Because I know that you hear whispers about the Spurs. They have the best package if you think about the hindsight 2020. So, the so there's there's rumors that there's a three-team trade, you know, and then the Spurs are going to be involved, whatever case may be, whatever. But if I'm strictly Portland, like I'm just talking from Portland's perspective, then the, the Nets probably have the next max offer after Portland. How? What do they have? If you're the Nets, you can now potentially move Cam Johnson. You can move Ben Simmons again, which would Portland is going to take on the expiring contract. You can move Derek Whitehead. They have vast amount of picks, and they if they just whatever else, Portland, like Portland wants, right? Not name Mikael Bridges. In that sense, yeah, Portland has the but, the tools so, to do it. So let me ask you this. Is Cam Johnson, Ben Simmons, and every so you're giving up every pick because if that's all. If four. that's all. If that's all you walking into the door with is Cam Johnson, Ben Simmons, and I think that's three. vastly better than a Tyler, Tyler Hero, what Kyle about, Lowry, and two oh, picks. What about this? What about if you're the Clippers? I think the Clippers are out now that they just signed Ross the two-year deal. Why? The two because year, now, the two-year deal make eight million dollars. If I'm if I'm if I'm the Clippers, I don't think they're I'm in giving, on. I think they already know they're not in on Dan because you're not. If you're the Portland Trailblazers, you're not grabbing expiring contracts, right? Unless Paul George is in the deal, you're not grabbing expiring. Okay, so what if Paul George is in the deal? He's not because if Paul George is in if he was in any deal, Harden would have got traded by now. If Paul George is in any yeah, deal, yeah, but, then but here. okay, okay, we'll we'll talk about that. Put a pin in that. But if I'm if I'm Portland, and we know Paul George is available, and we know you got Terrence Mann. And we know you got a whole bunch of picks. And the Clippers will have the best talent, but again, but I don't think Paul George is available. Do you trade? I mean, if we're talking about trading Paul George, if Paul George is rumored to be available for Harden, I don't I think was, he's rumored was, to be available for anybody. I'm I being honest assume. with you. That was like one of the worst rumors to come out. I don't think he's available for any team. I don't. I don't. I don't think Paul George is available. We know Kawhi is not available. So why why is this so much rumor mill around potentially breaking up? Kawhi and PG, if it's not because you're just trying to get filtered, they're trying to see what they can get, not what they will get. This is all it yeah, is. Yeah, but but if you're if you're the moment you start floating that out there, it's it's at least possible that if you're asking prices met, he's traded, right? Potentially, but we've seen guys so, get their names pulled out of for years and never get traded. So it's but like, is it is it them or is it him? Both. Dude can't stay healthy, and then that team's probably not going to take anything less than what they feel is worth his value. And then his value is also the fact that he can't play more than what 
45 games in a season. Nah, that's not fair. 52 games in a season. That's a, that's a more accurate number. Which, in hindsight, would be fine if it was a 72-game season. I wouldn't be mad at that. But we played an 82-game season. You're missing 30 games is, is, and now playoffs is inefficient. And you've done that now for two seasons straight. It's inefficient. Your value goes down. Just like everybody else's value is going down. Like We just saw what Bradley Beal got traded for. But, again, no trade calls. But values are going down. We witnessed Chris Paul be traded for Jordan Poole. I, I don't even know how that, that fathoms as an equal trade. No, but the oh, reason not. why oh, it's, it's, it's not. not. But you had to move Poole because, of the, again, you see Draymond don't like him. You see, he don't like Draymond. They they never really they only were, they were business and coworkers at that point, right? That's how they played the basketball as coworkers. You had to create a fresh locker room. They brought in Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I think, is gonna they'll figure out how to make that fit. If he starts, that's wrong. But now that they brought Draymond back, another big move in free agency. He got his hundred million dollar deal. Chris, he took a mm-hmm. little pay cut in the first season. Now, then after the first season, he'll, the money would then allocate for him to get more. But it's like it's like that. Like you, 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 that was a trade. But the values of these last couple trades, you haven't seen these big astronomical things because the market has really shifted. Once we saw that Rudy Gobert got traded for an astronomical amount that he was not worth, like now GMs are like, "Whoa, time out. We're not doing that no more." Okay, so yeah, wow. <laughs> ah, I've lost the whole train of thought. This well, not because you, you, I mean. Your point about Draymond and Poole not being out of eye and things not working, Draymond was clearly not going to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, they value Draymond more than they value Poole. And I think a lot of what Poole's off the court and Poole's – the chemistry issues they were having, there was clearly frustrations with Steph. I think if that if that's the case, they're going to stick with who they've won with oh, and, who they the, like and who they know. Which versus, is why – this makes sense for why Paul George probably won't get traded because it's just so that was a forced trade. And again, not forced by pool, just forced in general by you know what you had to do for that organization if you want to stay in a winning environment, retool the locker room, etc. Paul George's case, him and Kawhi are tight, right? Real tight. They just got his buddy Russ, where he's had his statistically best season with Russell Westbrook. Kawhi, if he didn't get hurt, would might have had his statistically best playoffs with Russell Westbrook. Like the numbers he was putting up was astronomical with Russ. They want to reshape that and retool that. I don't think Dan going there is as as strong of a possibility because of now what they're trying to go forward with, which is why they they reached out immediately for the James Harden deal. But if Paul is not in a lot of trades, it's hard to get a deal done because when you look at the roster set up for the Sixers, it's abysmal. They would have to be taking on a lot of expirings but still trying to move Tobias expiring. Max is untouchable, supposedly. You're bringing back – if man's not involved in a trade, what you're hearing, man is considered – not untradeable too for the Clippers. The Sixers would be bringing back now. They don't have Gordon anymore. So Powell, Marcus Morris Senior, um, uh, 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 Nichols Batum, sorry, and then maybe some picks, right, for Harden. That's really not nothing. And then you're trying to reshape those picks into a dang trade, right? So the Sixers, I think, have one of the worst valued trades for Damian Lillard because if Maxi's out, because at first we thought it'd be Maxi Tobias in the pick, right? Maxi's out. You don't have really much because Tobias or whatever doesn't get you anywhere because Tobias mean, is literally here's, great. Here's the thing about Maxi, right? Portland doesn't really need to take Maxi because they already no, got they got four of the guys just like him. Exactly. Which is why the Heat also have a harder they, they can find a way. He have more ways to allocate and find a way because of like the cat maneuvering and the picks they have that they have picks that the Sixers don't have. Sixers literally remaining draft pick that they can actually trade is 2029 20, first round pick. It, it's really bad for us. 
Maxi is literally the same as Anthony Simons, Scoot Henderson, Shadana Sharp, same as Tyler Hero. So it's a redundancy, which is why the Heat now have to try and find a third team for Dane. In all likelihood, though, I believe that you see the Heat are trying to really construct this third, these three team trade to acquire Dane. They're trying to go into the season, Chris, which I think then the Heat will win the free agency, right? Because you just got the highest coveted player that compared paired next to Jimmy and Bam could potentially that just was got just went to a finals with that roster they previously had. A Rui Toraza can easily get it done, potentially. They'll be better than the Celtics, at least. You have a lineup to me would be Dame, Josh Richardson, Jimmy Butler. I, I think you can now lock in if you're a Heat fan or you're just the Heat in general, or just even if you look from the outside in, they're locking in Jay Carter at the four, right? Because you hear there's mutual interest between Jay Crowder and the Miami Heat. He's probably waiting to see what's going to happen with Dame. You lock in Jay Carter at the four, bam, at a bio, and then they're going to retool the roster from there, right? Like they're just going to bring in a little vet guys or whoever else they can probably get in free agency. But that's after they really shore up and secure the Dame deal. And that's if they, if they keep Caleb Martin, that's even better for them as well, right? So I think Dame is this the huge question mark. Jam, but this going this all ties into the Jeremy Grant of it all, because I think Jeremy Grant now signed the Tobias Harris deal. Jeremy Grant got the five-year 160, huge bag for him. But now he signed that deal probably thinking that he was going to be playing with Dame Miller and they're going to be building something. You know, Dame had these options thinking they were going to make a move. They didn't. Dame wants out. Now they're going to be playing with young guys. Yeah, he'll be the vet. Yeah, he'll be the guy where he gets to score and do his thing, but Jeremy Graham's game is, is limited. Like he's not, I don't think he'll ever be a guy that's gonna be all NBA. He's not really he, he may be a borderline all-star one day eventually. Like he, he can give you 25 maybe now that Dan will be gone, but that's not saying much knowing that his contract is gonna be so big. And if he's and if now you're in a rebuild roster, what are you really playing for as much, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Sixers case, we have signed Tobias to the one year, the 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 $180 million deal. Thinking that he was gonna help take the help this team get over the hump with championship next to Ben and B, Jimmy, whatever the Jimmy hole left it up, left it all. Like it was bad six organization, as usual, as you would say. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the same thing with Jeremy Grant. You're already hearing whispers that Jeremy Grant might be on the trade block already before the deal is even signed. You know he can't sign until July 9th, right? Mm-hmm. Before the deal is signed, you're hearing rumors that he might go because they're now having to retool this roster. But even if they do have Jeremy Grant in their plans. This contract is just so big where, yeah, he comes out as a big winner in free agency, but it's making the Blazers look like losers until they trade Dame and see if you see what we get they back for Dame because this contract just doesn't make any sense in hindsight anymore. It just doesn't. He could have probably went somewhere else to play for a contender. Now he has – they're not going to be a contender no time soon in the years that he's playing. Like, they just will not be. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. The problem is Portland's now in the situation where they thought they did enough to make Dame happy. And I think and I think they thought that Dame I think they thought they could they could call Dame's bluff. Did which makes them the biggest loser. And and like this is what happens because it's if we knew if we knew they knew. Right. right? And there's rumors that Miami knew because now they're kind of clearing up space, you know, Oba Depot's gone again. Uh, Hero Robinson, they're on the block. They're they're kind of making space for Dame, right? As they should, as they should. And we talked about this even two episodes ago. If Portland thought that they could just take Scoot Henderson and Dame wouldn't be like, "Yo, didn't I tell you like a month ago? Like I want to you need that make that pick something worth for me." Like that did. doesn't that doesn't work, and so. Portland can't be this 
can't be this. They can't be blindsided by this. You know what I'm saying? Like they gotta they know. They, they know. So now, what can you get for Dame? The problem is now if you're Portland, Dame wants to go to Miami. Miami's got Harold and Robinson and Lowry and some picks. Is they, that worth Damian Lillard? want to throw Martin in too, then that's all they got. Is that that's worth Damian Lillard? No. no. <laughs> if but you, that's like that's no what you're But no one can give you equal value. At all. Like, there's it's nothing the same, around this league. It's the same you. issue that Brooklyn had with Kevin Durant. There is no equal value for Kevin Durant. Which uh, now, relatively speaking, now in hindsight, you were you were very close, right? Like there's no there's no real losers yet. Unless you, unless the Suns really like chalk it up, where the Suns are just like they just don't see it a final. Okay, but but the Miami, Nets haven't lost Miami, that trade. Miami doesn't have a Mikael Bridges, right? That's what I'm saying. At first, we thought it was losing because nobody. I, I, I did, but a lot of people thought it was losing because they didn't think Mikael had it in him to be that true number one scorer. Well, he, he got it. He's he got it in him. So now it's good. That's I guess what the Portland Trailers are probably trying to look towards, right? Because they're gonna look for somebody that maybe can just turn out to be a diamond in the rough like a Mikael. Where yeah, we knew he had potential. But it's, it, maybe it's instantaneous. And if that's the case, then sure, you go with the Heat and maybe a third team where you move here or somewhere else and another asset goes over because that's the only way, that's the only option that Paul has if he wants to really go to Dame has if the Paul Travis get him to go to Miami. But they're talking about they're taking flyers from other teams because there's a lot of other teams with a lot better talent. Like the Jazz have a lot of talent that the Heat don't have, right? And then the Jazz also could want to pair Glory Marketing with Dame. That could work out. You will get. A team like if you if you're just saying like other yeah, teams, but, but here's the thing about Dame, right? I know you mentioned Utah about Lori Marketing and Dame. Is that team a championship team? No, no, no. So it's a team. Is, but is it a championship team? No, it's, it's, okay. But then, it, again, I think that the conversations have to start going. Dame, no team is a championship team. You just got to play for a contender. I think that's how they're trying to shape that team, the, the narrative. Utah, the narrative okay, Utah with. Clarkson and Marketing and Dame is not a championship contender team. I'm sorry, it's too many holes. We it's can't say holes. that knowing Jimmy and Bam just went deep. Okay. With Gabe Vincent. Okay. That's in the, in the East. It is in the East. Utah's in the, not in the East. In the West, we, I'm not going to say they're vastly worse than the only team they'll be vastly worse than in hindsight will be the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the best, right now, the best roster, not roster, best team starting five in the NBA. If you put Dame on, on Utah in this hypothetical that you just mentioned, they could be a six seed that could fight for something. Because that Jazz team was borderline eight seed. A six seed? Like a six seed. Like he's talking about. better than what Dame had. Again, Dame's only goal was Miami. But if you're telling, if you're the point where trying to convince him, and this is what I'm on, that's the only I'm doing. It's hypothetical convincing him to say, hey, the six is are available. Hey, the Jazz. Run it by me again. What is Utah giving up for Dame? They can hurry up and try and flip Collins. They can hurry up and try and flip the. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, the uh, Colin Sexton, the vast copious draft picks they just acquired. Like they have a lot of draft picks. Now, unless you're just giving up all your draft picks, none of them it won't even be all. None of them guys move the needle for me. I don't think anyone's gonna move the needle for Dame. Like, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Unless you're getting back like another superstar, nothing's really moving you the needle. You're just changing the draft picks at this point. You're just you're just taking the picks that they have. Like any okay. team that you're trading with for Dame, you're just getting picks back. Okay, but that's, that's what I have to think if of. I'm Portland, but if what I'm team Portland, do you no, see having the best offer for Dame? Like, if because we know it's not the Heat it's, right now, it's the Clippers. Like, it's the Clippers. 
So you're taking again. I'm giving up Paul George. I'm giving up Paul George. You can't if let's say right now. I'm giving if I'm the Clippers not trading Paul George. Do you still have the Clippers on that list? If if they're not trading Paul George, it's it comes down. But you still have Terrence Mann. You still have picks. You still have Mann is literally a photocopy of Shadenis Sharp. Yeah, but he's better. He's better than Hero, and he's better than Robinson. And and, in that point, then they might as well take the Sixers deal and take Maxi. And they don't want to take Maxi because they they say they don't want the photocopy of what they already have, which is literally three to four ball dominant guards. But there is no, there is no clear cut. There is no clear cut that really has it. Yeah, at all, at all. There's no clear cut. If you trade Paul George, if you're you're Steve Paul, if you're Steve Ballman, right? You got a new stadium coming up. You got a you got a short window with Kawhi. Trade PG, go get Dane. Use I mean, if it don't work, blow it up. Hear me out. Nobody's talked about it. There's not really much to talk about because I don't think it would ever occur. But you were saying PG. What if a sleeper team, very very dark horse, Boston Celtics? Jalen Brown got to get his extension. With like he's gonna get it. Okay. Once Jalen Brown gets his extension, he becomes the de facto best piece in any trade scenario we're talking about now. He's better than Paul George. You trade Dame and a couple picks, or Dame to Boston with Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, and the picks. I like that trade vastly better than any other trade we talked about. Okay, yeah, okay, that's fine. Now, if you're going to do that, if you're Boston, though, it's it's a win for Boston. It's huge. Best team, a, in the, best team in the league. A, that's a win-win. I can understand why Portland would do that, and I can understand best why team, Boston best team would. in the league for Boston. Portland gets a star, a legit star, all-NBA player in Jalen Brown who's signed his extension. You can go into the season knowing, okay, we won't be the greatest Portland Trailblazers team, but, oh, we for damn sure will be good enough with Anthony yeah, Simons, Jalen Brown, uh, Jeremy Grant, Nurkic. They won't stink. They won't they stink. stink. We talk stink. about playing. That's a playing team. I'll give you that. But now that's what I said. This is a very, very dark horse. Very I mean, dark horse. I don't see it happening. I mean, they, they, that's pretty much the same thing they had last year and they stunk. So is it really Ooh. Portland, Portland, it's the same team they had last year. No, 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 no. I think with what they got in now, Scoot, they're going to probably re-up with Matisse. Jeremy Grant got his money. Nurkic, again, they lost Eubanks. But, Chris, you don't want to talk to me about Eubanks. I didn't even know he was until you played me in 2K with him. I, I ain't never heard of him then. So like, uh, Spur Legend. <laughs> so, like, what do you – but you're talking about the Shadaden Sharp, Avery Simons. Like, that's, that retool could be good. And even if it's not good – they're, they're still relatively competitive, playing for tank purposes. They have the picks. They'll still get draft capital. And they can move Jeremy Grant. I mean, they can move Jalen Brown again once, when he eventually wants to get moved again, right? And, it, and it'll be easier for them. And, and they're better than Houston. So, playing spot right there. It'll be right. But, again, that's the only team that says, oh, they have the best talent. You now, that, that, makes, that makes sense. Now, there's another trade I think is happening, and it involves DeAndre Ayton. I, I, I am not sold. I am not convinced that Phoenix goes into the year with eight. I don't know. Now, I spoke to you. I spoke to a, bunch, a, a lot of people. I said my hypothetical uh, hypothetical scenario on what trade I would make when the Harden, when the Harden news dropped that he wants to be traded from the Sixers. My, my deal, hypothetically speaking, was to trade Harden and Tobias – Three team trade. You get Port. Yeah, you, know, you get Phoenix involved. Phoenix gets off Aiton's contract. Mm-hmm. They get. Uh, I, I said theoretically speaking, it's a three team trade involving Philadelphia, Phoenix, and the Clippers. 
Mm-hmm. Clippers acquire Aiton and Harden. Mm-hmm. Phoenix will get Tobias and Zubak. Sixers get Paul George and Terrence Mann or whoever the hell else, right? Because that's the only way. That, that kind of helps all three teams solve a need. And the Sixers now get something off of Harden. Right. You also get off of Tobias. I was around the same ballpark as you. You at also a different team though. If, I was around uh, the same ballpark. Hold on, hold on. And, and let me let me finish this last point. With Phoenix, you can then now get off Aiton, off Aiton's extension long term, and get out of the luxury tax going forward because you're going to have to pay KD, you're going to have to pay Bill, you're going to have to pay Booker. At mm-hmm. least after this year, you don't have to pay Tobias or after next year, whatever. I think it's after next year, right? His money mm-hmm. come off the books. Zubak gives you can give you what Aiton can give you on the boards and on defense. You don't need Zubak to score 20 points. You don't need Aiton to put up points because you got KD, you got Booker, and you got um, Beal. So now you 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 replace Aiton with a more willing defender and a more the guy to do the dirty work. We talked about this was like a potential guy we talked about for Phoenix who would make sense with Steven Adams, that dirty work grinder type big that they need to do the to do the little mm-hmm. stuff and things like that. Right. Another name that's being floated around as a potential trade piece for the Sixers is PJ Tucker. Now, never, never I think he's and I think he's included automatically in any Harden deal. Now whether whether or not you're able to kind of. Cause here's the thing about the Sixers now, they're in There's, this. They got they got a lot of like guys. Like they got guys. Like they're not great. Have, I guess we really have not we great. Have they're seven just, dudes on the roster. Dudes, seven. right? They got dudes. We have they seven, got seven they got MB, MB, Maxi, and guys, right? Yeah, because besides like Jada Springer and Melton, you don't know who else you know, is going to yeah. on the team. You're Reed. I'll say Reed. I think it's a lot to come back. All right. So now, if you're the, if you're the Sixers. You got to get off of Tobias. You got to get off of Harden. You got to get more flexibility. If you're Phoenix, you got to avoid this luxury cap that's going to pretty much like cost you your bench. Like you got to turn Aiton into something else. And if you're the Clippers, you how many more shots you got left with Kawhi? How many more shots you got with PG? How many more shots do you realistically have before you're out of Staples? I mean, out of the crypto center, and now you're in your own building, and now you're kind of like on your own—not on your own, but like. No, you had it right. They'll be on their own eventually. Like that. This is it. The rivalry is now no longer in the same house. Not the same building. It's set your tone. Yeah, it's your own building. Like you need to. Like, are you are you cool with just running it up, running running Westbrook and maybe Kawhi for twenty home games a year? You know what I'm saying? Like, how often do you have this opportunity to go get better? And like, say what you want to say about Harden. He is an upgrade at a point guard position over Westbrook right now. He's an upgrade. He'd, he'd upgrade the two guard position over Terrence Mann, to be fair. And, like, he's an upgrade. If you want to play him at the two, if you want to play Westbrook at the two, whatever the case may be, are I think they're getting more tech, uh, more tick than than Terrence Mann. Let's um here. So my philosophy, you you kind of were in the same ballpark as me. Just switch the teams, right? I had Suns, Sixers. Bulls. And that was before like the Suns started making their moves, but you heard the rumors that Harden wanted to go to the Suns, right? I was thinking you retool through the means of now that they've extended Vucevic, gotten their little they start bringing in these guards that made me question why they bringing in Javon Carter and paying Kobe White. I'm like they would be moving, they'd be more relative where Harden would end up going to Phoenix. 
Aiton would be going to the Bulls, Caruso and Levine to the Sixers, and then, then you know, the filler would be the filler with picks to the Bulls, maybe another uh, role player, like, would go to the Suns, right? That's how I originally saw it. Then you start hearing about these quadruple trades because now four teams could be included. What if there's a four-team trade between all these teams? Clippers, Bulls, Suns, Sixers. Again, this is all speculation, but the same thing applies. But instead, Harden goes to the Clippers. Harden goes to the Clippers with Tobias. Aiton goes to the Bulls with whatever the draft capital that the Bulls want from whichever teams. The Suns would then get Vucevic, Marcus Morris Sr., in like a Roco, whatever, like the role players from the Clippers, and the Sixers would still end up getting a Levine and maybe a man, right? Or a Levine and a Covington. Like that's how like I'm seeing it play out, which then everybody gets what they want. Role players for this Suns team that had a relatively C plus B minus free agency so far. Like they've gotten a lot of shooters, but I still think they're missing at the guard play spot or lack of big, if you'd say Aiton's the only big and they're trying to still move off him. And then Clippers get what they want hard, and Sixers can stay relatively competitive with Zach Levine and the one or two role players they end up getting out of that deal. And then the Bulls are in retool mode, letting DeRozan be the face with Aiden, right? That's how I started seeing it play out, but then yeah, Dane but, decided to boom. So, say he so in, that, in that scenario, are you moving Vucevic? Yes. I think Vucevic will go to the Suns, essentially. Okay. So you're, and you're then that's the cheaper, cheaper big. Yeah, cheaper big for them. They get an extra role player. A lot of draft capital is going to the Bulls when you think of like what they're getting because Aiton isn't enough of them. Like the A potential wise, you can see the upside, but they're going to want a couple draft picks in there, but they don't want to take any more money, right? Then you see the Sixers getting Levine because Levine looks like he's going to want out. A lot of the rumors are saying that he's not going to re up with the Bulls. Sixers would take that Levine trade. I think Levine's already been went to Sixers where he said he would have no problem playing with Embiid. He'd love to do something like that. Before it was Ben and Embiid, now it could just be Embiid alone. Cool. Sixers get a, a nice all-star in Levine. Uh, defense, non-existent, but sometimes spotty. Very good shooter in his offensive threat. Maxi would have to really emerge as a point guard for the Sixers, but options there, right? They still would have to move off Tobias, but then they then keep Tobias until the trade deadline. Harden gets to go to the Clippers, where he randomly told us that's where he wants to go, because we thought he was going to opt out. I think that's like the biggest, this is the biggest crux of it all. Harden. Just, I guess he found out he really didn't have a lot, as much leverage as he felt. Once the Rockets were out, his leverage was going for the Sixers to really re up him and give him the 40 million by Fred Van Vliet. Nobody was going to pay him what the Rockets just paid for Van Vliet because Fred Van Vliet just got a bag that nobody can understand either. Great for him. But that's that's how I saw that kind of playing out. I don't know. You, you know, Maury is the type that he'll hold and stand pat till he gets the deal that he wants. We saw with Ben Simmons, we waited a year. I don't know if you do that, if he'll do it that long for. James Harden, because there was pettiness in the Ben Simmons thing, there's no pettiness between Maury and Harden. It just becomes – it's just a matter of differences and, hurry, right, what's part ways before it, it gets sour, right? So that's how I kind of see it as – does Harden return? I think there's a, a, a very real chance that Harden does return to the Sixers, takes a the cheaper deal that they were recording trying to give him. It still pays him relatively $33 million, but I don't think he'll get the four years or five years that he wanted because, again, Harden's smart. 34 years old, you want this last big bag because you don't know where your career is going to go by the time you turn 38. The Sixers realized that as well, and they just didn't want to pay them that. I think this might have been the best decision in the, the Sixers, and quote, poverty front office, was deciding, hey, we don't see you in the long term because at the end of the day, you are aging. You, you are. 
Aging, aging quickly, by the way. Right. So it's like, I think that's why I said this is probably their best decision as a front office saying, yo, James Harden, you are aging quickly. We want you back, but you got to come back for the for the cheaper. You got you have to to help us retool, get off Tobias, which is still a necessity at the end of the day. Now they didn't extend Tyrese Maxey to create another max slot, which I guess they believe they can get another max player. It's going to have to be through trade because, Chris, do you remember the last time the Sixers actually got a marquee free agent? I do, and it wasn't great. I can tell you the name if you want to hear it. I, I, I know the name. Don't tell me. Say it, man. Say it. So other people might not know, Chris. You have to say the name. Yeah, you have to say it. No, you have to be the one to say it. Say, say his name. Nope. You know who it is. No. Why, why not? Why, why, no. Would, why, why would you talk about the Sixers Twin Towers? No. Never. I will never utter anything positive about that man. So, for those that don't know, Chris talked about Al Horford. Yeah. I, I wish I – never mind. Forget Al Horford. Al Horford. Forget that Al was the Horford. last free agent the Sixers signed before Al we started doing the star for star trade. Should be arrested immediately for robbery, robbery. So in that instance, that's like I don't. The Sixers are in such a lockdown. We can't even make moves in free agency. Where every right Sixers, now we haven't even talked Sixers, about the A. Sixers stink. All right, move on. <laughs> Like, Move on. So now, yeah, no, we are because I want to talk about the the team that's made the best moves in free agency, right? And again, there's a lot of good teams. I like B's and C's, but team that has an equivocal A for me, you might have somebody different. But I think the Lakers got an A. I, I'll, I'll put it out there. I think the Lakers had the best free agency you could think of when we we couldn't conceive it. I didn't think they would make the moves that they did. Not only did they bring in Gabe Vincent, young gun shooter, he could be a backup or your starter come the playoffs, depending on how. D'Lo plays because, hey, they brought back D'Lo. They brought back Austin Reeves. They got Cam Reddish. They brought in Jackson Hayes. They brought in a young Cam. They, uh, I already said Cam They also brought in, oh, man, I'm, I'm missing players. But they brought in a lot. Like, they had a, a lot, lot of pieces. They have a lot yeah. of pieces. All right, it's just so many names. And you talk about the roster construction that they have now. Oh, they re-signed Rui. That's who it was. Mm-hmm. You're going into a season with basically the same guys as last year where, yeah, we don't know what they'll be. We, we thought going into that season they would be good enough to make the playoffs. Now they have the full team back. I think they'll make the playoffs and then some. But they got everything you could want when you talk about their wing heavy, their guard heavy. Biggs is a little spotty because 80s injury. Jackson Hayes, they still got to find another replacement, but you're hearing Mo Bamba might want to come back. They have options. Like this team has shooting for LeBron, like guys he can just quick pass to that will pull. Darwin Ham has the potential to really develop Cam Reddish or any of these other young guys that he has into finding their full basketball potential. Like Cam Reddish might now finally be in the perfect fit for him, which was this was a sneaky signing. Bringing back Deal and Reeves on those deals really helps this team and can help retool. Like this, this team as a whole, we were giving Rob Palenka hell for years for not being able to create a very cohesive roster around LeBron and AD to make one LeBron happy, but kind of put less of a burden on Anthony Davis. Well, he just did that this season. Now it's up to the guys and the coach to really get it done because you have everything you want, and they also have it where these guys can all be still traded too, right? Like think about the the contracts that they signed. The money can still allocate in other places to get you some other pieces as well if you really start thinking about it in hindsight 2020. Like they can still make relatively good moves if they want to come trade deadline if this doesn't pan out and they don't like where they're at when basketball really starts in Christmas, right? Then that's when they have to start thinking about, okay, how do we start reshaping the roster a little bit? I think the Lakers got an A. Like out of all the teams in the NBA that have, that have really won the free agency, I think the Lakers yeah. are the winners. I agree with you. And the problem, not the problem, but the thing about winning free agency is that it doesn't really always translate to winning basketball games. Facts. The, the things that the Lakers had 
problems with, they've solved. They couldn't play defense, and now they have great defenders on their team with Rui and Reddish and uh, adding, uh, bringing Dino back with some cohesiveness. Because I talk about Denver all the time. Their core group of guys pretty much stayed intact, even though they lost Bruce Brown to NBA. Oh, we got to talk about that Pacers team, too. So, we wish we will. So, they kind of keep some cohesion. People forget, this team was in the Western Conference Finals last year. Mm. I mean, yeah, they got swept, but they were in the Western Conference Finals. Which nobody saw. We did not Which see that. nobody saw. No one knew this. No one could have predicted this. Like, no matter how much of a LeBron fan you are, no one could have predicted that LeBron James-led team, who was barely a playing team last year, mm-hmm. made it to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, we're on the back stretch of LeBron's career. We all know this. Is AD the guy? Can you win with AD as your number one? Because now I think this is the Lakers' biggest question mark moving forward. Because mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if – in the next two years, but Anthony Davis isn't on that team next year or in in, in that time in that time frame for someone who you believe can be a number one option. Yeah, the AD. I, I've already told you my feelings on AD. This is why I thought they should have really, if they had the option to, which they never did. But if they did, Kyrie would have been the best fit. But now look at what they got. They got guys that just step up. So AD, even if he's not your number one, they got guys that can maybe step up and help you win some games, which is what you need because they they watch the the Heat. Your number one is not playing at as great, or your number two is not playing at as great. It's a Jared, collective unit of guys. Jared, this, is the third, this is the third time you've brought the heat up, and I want you to stop doing this because now you're making it seem like this is a something that is repeatable. That is an anomaly. That is an anomaly. that the first you, time they did you, it, and they've been to three conference finals. Like, you keep, okay, the thing is, they're in the East. There's oh, – yeah. So there's two teams in the East that they have to beat. Let me switch it then. There's two teams in the East that they have to beat, Jared. Let me switch it then. The Nuggets then, you kind of follow the same philosophy as the Nuggets where you have your bona fide star, if that's AD or LeBron, Jokic, yeah. Then you just got a collective unit of guys that get their jobs done or do what they're supposed to do, whether it's rebounding, shooting, or defense. The thing is, no one else else in the West has Jokic. No one else. That's fair. But but I'm saying triple doubles aside – a guy that can go out there and just do no. No one else has a guy who can grab fifteen boards and give you ten assists and give you thirty points. Ten assists aside, AD should be able to give you twelve to fifteen boards and twenty five points. He should be. Yeah, he should be, but he only plays forty games a year. Again, that's another issue. Like that's a, that's a huge the issue. Second, you your number two guy, quote unquote, your real number one guy is a thirty nine year old. LeBron James, and I'm not yeah, saying he, that he he's averaging 24, like yeah, I'm not, seven. I'm That's not still saying crazy. that to be disparaging to LeBron, but you can't ask LeBron to do this for 82 games at 39 years old. It's not it's, happening. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not even feasible. Again, this is why I like the moves they made because they got guys that can come in and still win you some basketball, right? And hopefully, winning a free agency like this is kind of how I think you and I talked about it a year ago, right? where we came out and said the Chargers were the winners of the free agency. And the Chargers had made that great free agency moves. They got Khalil Mack. They got in um, uh, J.C. Jackson. They, they made moves. How did that work out for the Chargers? That's why I made this comparison, because when you do stuff like this and we give them an A, they go into season and anything. It's basketball. It's, it's sports in general. Anything can happen. Injuries can occur. We don't want it to happen, but these are the things that can happen, which is why you then have to see, hey, how well does this roster hold up? 
Because on paper, it looks good. But how will it hold up in the court of actually playing in the court of law when it comes to, hey, we need you 82 games because we, we don't want to be a play-in team anymore. Like that's, that's what the real question is. So just like the Chargers, this is where all, they were derailed heavily by injuries and a lack of just whereas the offense. The Lakers have to go in and say, we know we're going to be an injured team, but how do we still cohesively win games? Whereas a team that doesn't win a lot of games, but they have less injuries, they got a lot of talent now. Chris, the Pacers should be a playing team now, right? Brought in Bruce Brown for a lot of money. They traded for Obi Toppin, just extended Tyrus Howard, which I mentioned at the top of the show. They have a decent roster now. It's not a, it's not a bad roster. They, dra- they drafted Jarris Walker. You're basically going in now to this season with Tyrese Halliburton, and Bennett Matherin, Obi Toppin, Miles Turner, maybe Buddy Hield as your small four, and then off the bench you still have T. McConnell, Jarris Walker. They have Bruce Brown. And now that Bruce Brown's a starter, and then that moves Buddy Hield to the bench, which you could do that as well. And then they, they got death now. They have starters. They're in the East, like you've mentioned all throughout this podcast. He's, it's, it's the East. This should be a playing team now, right? Like that, that, That's why they traded for him, right? This is why they brought him in. This is why they've been trying to push for these wings. They wanted Tobias, but they ended up getting Bruce Brown and Obi Toppin. They wanted more wings. They wanted guys that can move in space and shoot. Should they now not be a playing team looking at the Eastern Conference? They should. I think they're better than Chicago. I think they're better than a lot of those bottom-tier East teams. I think they're better than Atlanta. I think they're better than, you know, Orlando. I think they're better than... Detroit, I think they're better than uh, – I think – I mean, they're right there with the Nets, honestly. Mm, Fair. That's a fair point. They're right there with the Nets. I mean, will Miami come back down to earth? Who knows? If they get Dame, though. If they get Dame, no. But if they are – I mean, if they're the same roster running back next year, I mean – Yeah. We saw how they were. Honestly, they're an AC team. That's down to earth for them as it is. They're the AC team. Are they are they that far off from the Knicks? I don't know. I like again the Knicks what's did the, bring in what's Dante the degree, DiVincenzo. And, and and they did, but like what's the degree of separation between Indiana and the Knicks? Uh, right now it would just be Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Bowburn. How what's good is the, Brunson compared to Howard? That's really I think that's the de facto like, again, we know how Julius Randle is. We know how good he like, is. I'm, we know how good not, is. And maybe I'm overrating Halliburton because I'm, I'm a huge Halliburton fan. I've been a huge Halliburton fan even when he played with the, with the No, team. no, no, I'm with you. Don't I don't think you're overrating but, if you say what you're about to say. To me, as a pure point guard, Tyrese Halliburton has gotta be one of the best point guards in the East, right? Yes. Hot take. It's very hot, Chris. You might not like what I'm about to say, but it's a hot take, but I'm right now taking Tyrese Hollenberg before I take Trey Young. That's not so, a hot take. I agree with that. So if I'm doing that, though, I think they should be a better team than the Knicks because potentially I'm taking him. If I'm taking Trey Young over Jalen Brunson, I'm taking Tyrese Hollenberg over Trey Young, then that's the pecking order, right? That's the list, right? If you if it's just one to one without whatever around them, yeah, without around them, if I'm I doing that, probably, which, I, I would probably take Halliburton over. I mean, there's not many point guards I would take over Halliburton. Which is why I'm like, this like, is not, not even, Ross not even just in the East. I'm talking about in the league. Yeah, which is fair. I think, again, we we could be overvaluing him. He just got his max. We could, probably, could, probably not. Probably not. But, right. But I think the, the kid's very good. I think he has all the toolkits to be a great point guard. Listen, I said, I, Jared, how many times did I get on this podcast and say the Sixers should go ahead and just 
bite the bullet and trade Ben Simmons and go get healed and Halliburton. How many times did I say that? When he was on the Kings, yeah, you were saying when he was on the Kings. I said, yeah, I, I said that then, right? Now people people say, oh, they need to go get Harden, whatever case it be. We had if, some you argue, if you want to argue Halliburton and Harden, whatever. And two years ago, fine. I can argue. I can give you that argument. Yeah. Look at, it, look at it now. But right now, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, if you really, if you have a gun to my head and said you have to choose right now, Harden to Halliburton, I'm we taking Halliburton. Halliburton. It's not even, it's not, not fair anymore. But it's, it's not, not like I'm not even going to hesitate. So I think the Pacers have a very real shot at playing. I'm not, again, I'm not taking away from the Knicks. I think the Knicks are a playoff team now. They're going to probably make it again. Speak, but, but Jerry, I want, but I also want to mention another team in the East that gave their young point guard a max extension. Mm. Charlotte Hornets. No, did you also hear that they brought back Miles Bridges as well? Yes. He, he essentially, Chris, before you continue, he essentially got a no trade clause because whilst but signing this restricted uh, contract, putting his name, the dotted line, he's allowed, him and his agent are allowed to veto any trades that the Charlotte Hornets want to make for him. Well. <laughs> I, hope he, I wonder how he feels about Phil. He still has a 10-game suspension that he I'll needs to fulfill. Whatever. He just had an 82-game suspension. Technically, he had gotten a 30-game suspension just didn't come back because they had removed him from the premises or whatever. But yeah, Is no, that not an extension? I mean, is that not a suspension? Like, what the hell? I don't know. But he still has 10 games left of the 30-game suspension. John so, Moran like, out here flashing guns, and this guy out here beating people down. He got he got the whole year. <laughs> yeah, he was, and then some. It, it was bad, but I like the Hornets. I don't think are really going anywhere, Chris. Worse for again, I feel like this is another fair. I'm gonna be making a lot of fair points. Could be hot takes. People might not like it, but another fair point I think should be made is we talk about how bad the Sixers organization is. The Hornets are still the worst run organization in the NBA. Still the worst run. Now the Washington Wizards are the worst run organization in the NBA. I like what they're doing now. Paying Kuzma's fine to me. You're going around pool Kuzma. You're in a rebuild. Kuzma even tweet out saying, "Hey, love that I got my money. It's going to take us some years to be good." Yeah, we know that. You might not be there for the years, but they're just they're rebuilding. Jared, the Jared, Hornets are rebuilding. They don't know what they want to do. Jared, the Washington Wizards haven't been relevant in fifty years. No, that's fair, but. They haven't had the longest playoff drought in the NBA. The Hornets now do. The Hornets now have the longest playoff drought in the NBA. Jared, it's been 50 years since the Wizards have done anything. Now, listen, I know they've had Gilbert, and they've had Beal, and they've had Wall, and they've had poor Zingas. That's bad. And they had that one bank shot that Paul Pierce had, and they, you know, they had moments. Let's think about what the Hornets have had. Nothing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop it. They, um, Larry Johnson. Bro. Uh, Muggsy Bogues. That. That's not Charlotte. Hold was on. that? Sh- I don't think that's those Charlotte. are Charlotte. That's Charlotte. That's the, that's the original Charlotte. And then, right. they, then they moved to New Orleans. Yes. And then they moved to Oklahoma City. Yes. And then they moved back to Charlotte. Yes. And then it's like, they, I mean, like. No, no, no. Like, wait, wait, wait. But then they used to be the Bobcats. I don't the know. Bobcats. They used to be the Bobcats. Whatever. Team stinks. But yeah. shout out to the Mellow Ball. Which is great for him. Brandon Miller, I feel like the hate on Brandon Miller pick is justifiable but unjustified because I think he was the, he was a very good pick for them. If you think about in hindsight what they can have with him in the two-man game. But 
I get it. Putting Lamelo and Scoot Henderson next to each other would have been great as well. I, I don't hate on either one. They had I, don't, I think it would have. I think it would have just stunted each other's growth. Honestly, which is fine. This is my issue with that whole thing. If you knew, you knew that you were taking Brandon Miller, right? You wanted him. The trouble is, they want Brandon Miller. They didn't want him. Why would you not utilize that number two pick and say, "I let's trade down, get some value, move, let the let the let the Blazers move up." Jerry, what are you in a hurricane, man? Like, oh yeah, it's pouring over there, yo. It's what the hell? Like, <laughs> when I tell you it's like tsunami levels, it's it's crazy. I just I just hear all this. I look out the window. I'm like, oh, is it raining? It's you. What the it's heck? It's crazy. At first, I thought it was you, and I was like, no, it's me. I'm looking outside. You can't even see out my window. That's how bad it's raining. Like, it's pouring out here. Oh my god. Even even God don't like your hot takes, or they just don't like Connecticut. But you know, uh, teach the zone. <laughs> I mean, you've agreed with three of them so far, so is it really that hot takes? You just don't like hot takes. I'm a hater, so. You agree with all three. I'm a hater, so whatever I say. I've I've ruined you, honestly, Jared. You're now a hater. You're a hater. No, I'm not. You have a list. Do I have to pull out the list? I don't don't even have a list. I I have it. Hush, I have the list, Jared. We have the official straight-to-the-point hate list Um, right here. For those There's like three guys on my list. That's what you have, three people. The first name on your list, Michael Porter Jr. You hate Michael Porter Jr. I'm a fan of Michael Porter Jr. It's not just meant to be like that. I'm a fan. Okay. Now he's a fan. Now he's I'm a, a fan. fan. I'm a fan of his game as a champion. Jordan Poole. No, I Jordan Poole. I like Jordan Poole game. I just, I just hard on Jordan Poole. I like his game. Okay, whatever. And then no, you no, have no. Knicks, Knicks fans. You have Knicks fans. Yeah, I hate Knicks fans. That's right. fair. You could throw Dallas Cowboys in that mix too. I All right, Cow- let me add Cowboys fans. Yeah, Cowboys fans in the team. Hate the team. Dallas can't Cow- Cowboys. But that's just the, that's the Eagles bias. But I can't stand the Cowboys. Can't Dallas stand Cowboys. Fans, fans, yeah, hate Cowboys fans. Can't stand them. with a passion. Worst fan base in the planet because they always think they're gonna win and they never win. Gotcha. We have the, the latest addition to Jarrett's hate list of the Dallas Cowboys and their fans. Yeah, maybe Cowboys is a stretch because I do like the players. Like I'm, I'm CD Lamb's tough, that tough. Micah, he's from Philly. He's tough. Like all right, uh, this, he's he's not from Philly. Eh, close enough. He's from he, Harrisburg. He's from Harrisburg. Har- Harrisburg is not Philly. Yeah, that's fair. Fair point. He's a Philly fan. Just plays for the Dallas Cowboys, so I like him enough. Is he? Is he really? Is he really? Good, good, put offensive player though. Oh man, we're not even talking football, but man. Mike, Mike is in a, a, a tier of his own. Okay, so Again, yeah. though, I don't hate. Him. I mean, I, I don't hate a lot enough to say, "Oh yeah, Jordan Poole." I like though Jordan Poole to the Wizards. Chris, when I tell you, the, the man might be awesome. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to be courtside at the Wizards games for twenty five dollars. I can't wait, bro. When he's given, and I'm, 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 I know for a fact he should be giving twenty five points per game this season. He's gonna take eighty seven shots a game. Don't worry. Fine with me. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. When Poole starts dropping Bill number 30s, I'm cool with it. Because it's a rebuild You want to talk about the top five all-time chuckers next year? Jordan Poole will be number one on the chucker list. Number one. Numero uno. He should be. Numero uno. I don't know who the two to five is, but he should be number one. Jalen Green? No, he can't be. Why can't he? Why can't he? Fred's running that offense now, not Kevin Green. Please. Anytime Jalen Green. Jalen Green don't dribble. He just shoots. No passes, <laughs> just shots. Just shots. Just shots. Who else is one? I'm, I'm going to get the all-time chucker. I'm going to get the, the chucker list ready for next year. Don't worry. We'll have that for the next year. Because you can't say Bill anymore. <laughs> you ain't about to see the ball as much. 
<laughs> Westbrook. Westbrook on the chopper list for sure. Yeah, can, can he be? He he yes, he yes, he can. He hasn't yes. shot that much even with the Lakers. He didn't shoot yes, that much. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Don't worry. When Kawhi knees is hurting and PG out, don't worry. That's a Jason, though. You can't be a top five knowing you're not starting to be a chucker. You got to start as a chucker. Please. Like, no, you the don't. Guy, the two no, guys you in this game will consistently no, get 20 and 30 shots a night. Russ is 20 shots a night. If Russ is 20 shots a night, that's crazy. Like, if Russ is 20 shots a night, that's crazy. Chuckers, Jared. Kyrie and Chucker, too. Oh, yeah. Then Luke is on that list as well. <laughs> Luke and Kyrie might be Chucker. They, they might be both of them. What it's too, because they're both giving you 25 shots a night. Chuckers. Which they should, though. They should get 25 shots a night. What do you expect from them? District 12? And then, uh, Whoever, uh, I think, uh, you know who Dame might be. Damian Lillard is on that list. Oh, Dame, Dame on that list, too. Dame Chucker. Dame and Chucker. Yeah, like, Dame should be on that list. Dame, Steph Dame. Curry, but Steph Curry makes great shots. So he's just, yeah, he's Chucker, listen, pro- professional Chucker. But, like, not. <laughs> Chucker is for one of them guys who take too many shots. Like, they shouldn't take these many shots. All right, then Dame's on that list. Dame's not on that list. Steph's not on that list. Fred Van Vliet used to be on that list in Toronto. He was a, he was a mother Chucker. All right, so before Jared gets swept away in this flood, thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend of a friend. That's what I get for talking. That's what I get for talking. Please tell tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're available on all your favorite socials, including Twitter, where our rate limit has been exceeded. At STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me. At underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore JW Hughes. We definitely got more content coming your way. That you know, before I get washed away, it was a good episode this week. It was, it was a good episode. Next next week, we have the GOAT list, the definitive GOAT list. We're giving our top tens all the time in NBA. We're also going to follow up on some more NBA free agency news, some trade news. I don't think anything's going to happen. But no, I, mean, I don't think anything is there. But this is the week that KD went to the Warriors, so anything you – I mean, you right, know, we can see the Sixers it. sign Malik Beasley. woo Yeah. Chris already got his man, Pat Bev. Who else do we want? Like, well, listen, I will save that for the end. I will save that for the end. It's finally happening. I can't wait for the Sixers to run a lineup out there of Joe, PJ, Pat Bev, Jaden Springer, and Tyrese Maxey. I'm going to sit there and be glued to the TV and watch the Sixers score 79 points a game. Can't wait. <laughs>